This is Trey Johnson, and I'd like to thank you for taking the time to listen to this teaching. I pray that it empowers you, encourages you, and motivates you to know God and to be who He's created you to be. Overcoming the temptation to quit. And, and so you can see there on your notes, and once again, like you've heard me say before, if you see mistakes and everything, be merciful. Just be thankful you have some study notes, right? Yeah. <laughs> Overcoming the temptation to quit. Let's start in Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. And if you're new here, these meetings are designed to equip the body of Christ. These aren't to take the place of your home church. I know some of you, this might be your church or whatever, um, but this is to equip us. Well, I'm not coming here to play church. It's, you know, the Lord has put it on our heart. We're going to be taping for TV anyway. And so we're going to grow. We're going to learn. We're going to lift our thinking, lift our believing, lift our expectation. And so... I'm going to ask you to give it your best over the next little bit that we're together. Let's, let's give learning our best, okay? Let's give our, our expectation, let's connect it. I'm going to hear God tonight. Say, I'm going to hear God tonight. And with what's going on in the world, the temptation to quit is all around. You see it in marriages, you see it in business, you see it with dreams, you see it financially, you see people just wanting to throw in the towel and to quit. But we're going to, this word tonight is going to set us up, no matter how much pressure we face in this world, we will not quit. Say that, I will not quit. Say it again, I will not quit. I will not quit. Quit. Galatians chapter 6, verse 9, he says, And let us not lose heart and grow weary and faint in acting nobly and doing right, for in due time and at the appointed season we shall reap if we do not loosen and relax our courage and faint. I want to read that again. Let us not lose heart and grow weary. See how it's, it's, it's a progression. Grow and weary, faint means to cave in, to give up, to quit, but it doesn't happen overnight. That it's a, it's a progression to grow weary is just like growing strong. It's going to be a process to grow strong and stay strong. It's, it's a process to grow weary. We have a choice whether we're going to grow weary or we're going to grow strong. We have a choice of whether we're going to faint or whether we're going to stay in the game. We have a choice of whether we're going to lose heart or whether we're going to keep a strong heart. He says, now the appointed time, he says, don't, don't grow weary in well-doing. Is, what does well-doing look like? Is it, is it well-doing together together? Shake your head like this, yes. Is it, is it well-doing to renew our mind to the Word? All right, we're getting better. IQ, operate here with me, you know. Is it, is it well-doing to, to, to keep going forward when it comes to your dream? Is it well-doing to, to keep showing up in the presence of God? Is it well-doing to continue to give? Is it well-doing to continue to be a doer of the Word of God? He says, don't grow weary in well-doing, for at the proper time, at the appointed season, you will reap. Not you might reap. You will reap if... We do not faint. If, if we have a choice, we will reap. We will walk in the manifestation. We will see the presence of God. We will fulfill all that God's called and created us to do. We will accomplish our purpose. We will fulfill the vision. We will execute God's plan. If we do not give up, cave in, and quit. If. If we don't quit. Overcoming the temptation 
to quit. Now, when we think about temptation, what do we think about most of the time? We think about adultery. We think about drug addiction. We think about alcohol. We think about sexual addiction. We think about all this different type of stuff when it comes to temptation. But you know, the temptation to quit falls in the same category. It's a temptation. Look, look at some of the definitions of temptations that I put there in your notes. Temptation, pressure applied to the flesh to get you to go against God's word. Is the temptation to quit to get you to go against God's word? Because if we back off of God's word, we don't fulfill God's will. If we stay away from the presence of God, we don't know God and we don't develop into the person we're called and created to be. The temptation to quit is to pull us away from the presence, the plan, and the will of God for our life. Overcoming the temptation to quit. Make a decision tonight that I will not quit. I don't care what I go through. I don't care what I have to overcome. I will not quit. I will not quit going after God. I will not quit developing. I will not quit praising. I will not quit declaring the word. I will not quit. I will not quit. Say it, I will not quit. Temptation. Being tempted, enticed. To tempt means to persuade or entice towards something immoral or sensual. In the dictionary, it says the tempter, the devil, Satan. In the dictionary. Who is behind quitting? The enemy. His job every day is, his desire is to see how he can still kill and destroy. And the temptation to quit, he wants to put so much pressure on our finances, on our marriage, on our physical body, on our mind, on our destiny, on our dream that we throw in the towel and we quit. But I will not quit. Look at somebody and say, don't you quit. Don't you quit. Now, now the thing is, every one of us are tempted to quit at some point in time. I'm not saying we quit. I'm just saying every single one of us are tempted to quit at some point in time. I don't care how spiritual you are. I don't care how long you've been in the game. If any person has made a decision, I'm going to live for God. I'm going to fulfill the will of God for my life. I'm going to step out and I'm going to become and I'm going to reach my dream and I'm going to develop my gifts and talents and calling and passion and I'm going to start this new business and I'm going to start this new endeavor all for the glory of God. If you've done anything for the kingdom of God, you are going to be tempted to quit. It is a strategy of the devil to pull you away thinking that, okay, if you quit, it's going to be better on the other side. You've heard the saying, the grass is greener on the other side. What the devil doesn't tell you is that there's a septic tank underneath the green grass. So quitting, it's never, never better to quit on your dream. It's never better to quit on your marriage. It's never better to quit on finances. It's never better to quit. Don't you quit. Don't you quit. Don't you quit. We've got to make a decision. That dream that God's given you, don't you quit. The, the plan of God for your life, don't you quit. Now is the time like never before that as the body of Christ, as children of God, we need to rise up and be everything God has called and created us to be. Now is the time for you and I to be living epistles read by all men. When they look at you, they see healing. When they look at you, they see the goodness of God. When they look at you, they see somebody who doesn't cave in, quit, throw in the towel. Now is the time to continue to praise. Now is the time to continue to declare the word of God. Now is the time to recapture your purpose and passion and your dream. Now is the time for us not to quit. Not to quit. But will there be a temptation at some point in time? 
Yeah. But it's our choice. Even when we don't understand, I will not quit. Even when things are taking longer than I thought they should, I will not quit. Even when the manifestation didn't happen in the time I thought it should happen, I will not quit. Say it, I will not quit. We've got to, see, the enemy wants to talk you into quitting, but we've, we've got to learn how to talk ourselves into winning. We've got to learn how to talk ourselves into our salvation, to learn to talk ourselves into victory, talk ourselves to think like a champion, believe like a champion, talk or walk like a champion, act like a champion that we're called and created to be. And that takes a no-quit mentality, a no-quit heart. I don't care. I do not care what we face. We will not quit. Say, I will not quit. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. It says, not forsaking or neglecting to assemble together as believers, as is the habit of some people. In other words, he's saying, okay, some people have the habit of coming together, and some people don't have the habit of coming together. He goes on to say, but admonishing, warning, urging, encouraging one another all the more faithfully as you see the day approaching. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 58, he says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be firm, be steadfast, immovable. Notice this, always abounding in the work of the Lord, always being superior, always excelling, always doing more than enough in the service of the Lord, knowing and being continually aware that your labor in the Lord is not futile. It is never wasted or to no purpose. I want to read it again. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. Always being superior. Always excelling. Always doing more than enough in the service of the Lord. Always, always, always giving more praise than needs to be. Always giving more thanksgiving. Always excelling in, in our time in the presence of God. Always doing more than enough. In other words, what's he saying? Don't you quit. I don't care what you face. Always abound. Always excel. Always be superior. Always keep going towards God. I will not quit. Say it. I will not quit. I will not quit. Notice in John chapter 66, now what's happening here, and I, I think this is very interesting, even Jesus' disciples quit. And Jesus in John chapter 6, he's talking about communion and he's talking about them eating his flesh and drinking his blood. And so they've seen the blind eyes open. They've seen the deaf ears hear. They've seen the dead raised. They've seen the multiplication of the, the fish and the loaves. They, they're, after, they're, they're not displaying church. They're disciples. They're going after Jesus. But then Jesus hits a point in his teaching that was stretching them. And so they're saying, okay, you know, Jesus, I mean, we love you, and, uh, but you've gone a little bit too far. I mean, eat your flesh, drink your blood. Notice John 6 6 6. After this, many of his disciples drew back, returned to their old associations, and no longer accompanied him. See, the spirit of the enemy is to quit, he's a quitter. Notice, after this, many, many of his disciples, not many, many churchgoers, not, not, not many t-shirt wearers, not many jewelry havers that say, I love Jesus. 
disciples, disciplined ones after Jesus, but he went a little bit too far. He stretched them a little bit too much in their eyes. And it says they, they drew back and they returned to their old association and no longer followed him. What did they do? They quit. The spirit of the enemy wants you to quit. He wants you to not understand and quit. He wants it to be a little too hard and you quit. He wants it to be a little too long and you quit. He wants wants you to go back to old associations. And you know, just like I do, our success or our failure is going to be determined by the people we attach to. They drew back and went back to their old associations. And then notice, notice what he looks at his disciples and says, verse 67... And Jesus said to the twelve, Will you also go away? And do you too desire to leave me? Simon Peter answered, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words, the message of eternal life. In other words, he's saying, Listen, we don't understand what you're saying either, but I know this. I know you have the answer. I know your words, your words are spirit and they're life. Your words, they're power. I don't understand what you're saying either, Jesus, but I'm sticking with you. And, and when you and I do what they do, when you, when you go back and you remember, I mean, picture what the disciples are doing, okay? We don't understand what you're saying, but I was there when I saw so-and-so get raised up. I was there when you took the fish and the bread and you multiplied. I was there when you said, Lazarus, come forth. I don't understand what you're saying, but you have the message of eternal life. And when you go back and you remember the time that God healed your body, the time that God delivered you, the time that God provided for you, you remember the time that God protected you and you should have been dead. You remember when you got set free? You remember when he took you out of the ditch and built you back up again? You begin to remember how faithful God is and how merciful God is and how God never quit on you. Not one time did he quit on you. Always Jesus is at the right hand of the Father praying for you and I saying they're going to get it. They're going to get it. They're going to take my name. They're going to take my word. They're going to go around the world. They're going to run. They're going to walk. They're going to get it. We say the same thing they did. I might not understand what's going on, but I will not quit showing up in your presence. I will not quit. Say it, I will not quit. Let's keep going. Psalms 46, verses 1 and 2. God is our refuge and strength. Mighty and impenetrable to temptation. To temptation. Notice that word temptation. A very present and well-proved help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth should change and though the mountains be shaken in the midst of the sea. Notice this. God is our refuge and strength. Mighty and impenetrable to temptation. A very present, well-proved help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear though the earth should change. We will not fear though the government should change. We will not fear regardless who's in office. We will not fear what's going on in the world. Just because the world changes, just because people change, God does not change. And he says, the reality is God is my refuge. The reality is God is my strength. And the reality is God is a very present help, very present. Right now, he will help me. No matter what I'm facing, he will help me. He will help me in my body. He will help me in my heart. He will help me in my mind. He will help me when it comes to my dream. He will help me when it comes to my kids. He's a very present help. Not some far out there God way out there. He's very present in us and on us right now. Very present. Notice it says, and well-proved help. Well-proved help in time of trouble. 
In other words, there's no trouble that we can face that he hasn't been proven already that he's the winner. You might face a Red Sea, but he's already been proven he's bigger than the Red Sea. You might face lions in the, the lion's den, he's already proven he's bigger than the lions. You might fi- face a fiery furnace, he's already proven that he's bigger than what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego went through. You might be facing death, but he's bigger. He is bigger. He's well proved. He's already been proved. Nothing that we face is bigger than the God that we serve. He's already proved. Already proved. I remember I was doing this... Uh, I was doing this home-going service for this guy, and, and I was in the middle of nowhere. There's hundreds of people out there in this, in, uh, this service in a little town of, of Rankin, Texas. And, and this, I was talking to this, you know, the chaplain. He is a, a general in the army, and he'd served his time, and now he was a chaplain. He is an older man, and I was going through a lot of difficult stuff in my life at that time. And, and he said, young man, just tell me about, a little bit about yourself and what's going on with you. And he just started just talking to me, and I started, you know, sharing with him what was going on. He said, listen... He said, a man that has never been proven in battle can never be trusted. He said, I wouldn't want to go in the foxhole with somebody I couldn't count on. He said, spiritually, it's the same way. A person's faith that hasn't been tested can't be trusted. But once your faith has been tested, once you have gone through some stuff and you still don't quit... Once you get a doctor's report and you still don't quit, once you things don't work out the way that you think they should work out and you don't quit, there's things that are happening on the inside of you that no devil in hell can uproot from you. When, when tears are running down your face and you still don't quit, when, when you don't have anything in your bank account but you're finding something to continue to give, you don't quit. Things are happening on the inside of you. When you keep declaring the Word, when that's all you have is the Word, something happening on the inside of you. But it takes a no-quit mentality, a no-quit attitude, a no-quit focus. Say, I will not quit. I will not quit. I will not quit. I don't care how many times you have to look in the mirror and you tell yourself, I will not quit on my dream. I will not quit on my family. I will not quit on my spouse. I will not quit on my kids. I will not quit on my development. I will not quit on what God's called and created me to do. I will not quit. Nobody can make that decision for you but you. I will not quit. Say it. I will not quit. Say it again. Proverbs 23, verse 7. This is a familiar scripture most of you know. For as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. In order to not quit, we've got to get quitting out of our thinking. Remember, the temptation's coming to get you to pull away from the plan of God. To get you to pull away from the promise of God. There's a temptation to quit because quitters don't win. Quitters don't experience the promises of God. God doesn't promise to fulfill His promise to quitters. Doesn't mean He doesn't love you. But there's nowhere in the Bible that He promises to show up for quitters. There's nowhere in the Bible where you see an issue come up that is too hard for God. God did not show up to Peter and say, Pete, I mean, you're doing the impossible, but I mean, that's a big wave. You better get back in the boat. I mean, I don't know what you're going to do. Sink or swim, baby. (laughs) Nowhere does somebody praying about a certain situation and God show up and say, you're right. I don't know what you're going to do. You had it. 
I would just give up if I was you. <laughs> no, what does he say? He says all things are possible to you whenever you choose to believe. He says that you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. He says that His grace is sufficient for you to do something about the storm, for you to speak to the waves, for you to speak to the sickness, for you to speak to the problem, you to speak to the mountain. He says you do something, but whatever you do, don't you quit. And sometimes just getting to the end of the day and not quitting, that's a win. You might not see anything in the natural, but you got through the day and you didn't quit. That's a win. But it comes from a decision that I will not quit. We all need help to take a step one in front of the other sometimes. We all need the help of the Holy Spirit to keep renewing our mind. We all need the help of the Holy Spirit to keep lifting our hands. We all need the help of the Holy Spirit to keep declaring His Word over our family, over our situation. We all need help. And He is a very present help, a well-proven help in the time of trouble. But you got to quit thinking. Get, get quitting out of your thinking. Because if you start thinking about quitting, you will be a quitter. Get it out of your thinking. Look at your neighbor and say, get it out of your thinking. Now, now, now think about uh, David, Joseph, Moses... Paul, a lot of times people think, okay, God has, has told me to do something and I'm going to step out and I'm going to do it and it's just going to happen all at one time. You, you've heard the saying before that God doesn't, He doesn't call the equipped, He equips the called. In other words, He's saying, I'm looking for somebody who will say yes to me. Matthew 24, memory says, many are chosen, uh, many, are, many, are, many are called, few are chosen. The, the few that are chosen are the ones that said, yes, yes, Lord, saying, yes, I'm willing. Yes, I will, I will develop. Yes, I will grow. Yes, I will lift my thinking. Yes, I will lift my believing. Yes, I will go after my dream. Yes, yes, you say yes to the power of the blood. You say yes to the power of the word. You say yes to the Holy Spirit. You say yes to the power of angels. You say yes. If you find a promise, your answer is yes, Lord. I agree with what you said. My answer is yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. But sometimes it, it, it doesn't happen overnight. It's a process. When you say yes, there's a time of developing. There's a time of growing. There's a time of maturing. There's a time for you to really see what's on the inside of you. God already knows what's on the inside of you. But you've got you've to show the devil and you've got to show yourself what's on the inside of you. That I will not quit. David was anointed king. But it wasn't until 13 years later that he stepped into his kingship. Joseph had a dream. 17 years later did he step into the manifestation of it. And they went through hell on earth between here, yes, and amen. Paul, 11 years before he stepped into the next stage of his ministry, once he said yes. It, that's why it's so important to be connected to good leadership, to be connected to the right ministry, to be connected to the right people where you can develop and grow and mature and equip. Allow God to equip. Allow God to develop. But it takes a person saying, I don't care. I'm not going to quit. I'm going to stay connected. See, remember the disciples, they, were, they, were, they drew back to their old associations. Our spirit man and the Holy Spirit will lead us to the right relationships. The Spirit of God will lead us to the right churches, the right ministries, the right connections, but our flesh will lead us away if we allow it to. 
our feelings will lead us away if we allow it to. Just like the disciples, I don't understand why. How come? I wouldn't do it that way. Why are they doing it that way? Well, bless, they, they just hurt my feelings and they pull their ear and suck their hums and why, why, why? And we get led away from the very place that the Spirit of God has led us to. See, there's a, there's a proving time. There's a, there's a growing time. There's a maturing time. There's a developing time. James chapter 1. Say, I'm glad I came. I will not quit. James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. He says, Consider it holy joyful, my brethren, whenever you are enveloped in or encounter trials of any sort or fall into various... What? Temptations. Till you fall in, you, you, you're having this trial come up and the temptation is for you to quit. You have this situation fall, uh, come up and, and the temptation is to throw in the towel. Say, I will not quit. Verses 3 and 4, be assured and understand that the trial and proving of your faith bring out endurance and steadfastness and patience. But let endurance and steadfastness and patience have full play and do a thorough work so that you may be people perfectly, fully developed with no defects, lacking in nothing. I want to read that again. Notice he says, okay, this trial, this temptation is coming. Verse 3, be assured and understand that the trial and proving of your faith Bring out endurance, steadfastness, patience. In other words, you get to the point where you don't quit. Notice he says the proving of your faith. The proving of your faith. You say, yes, Lord, I'm going to fulfill my dream. Yes, Lord, I'm going to walk in the promises of God. You say, yes, Lord, I'm going to do everything you've called me to do. Go everywhere you've called me to go. Become everything that you've called me to become. Yes, Lord, say yes, Lord. He says, and when you step out, then there's a proving of your faith. Let's look at it a little bit different. In other words, he's saying, you're going to find out if you really own that dream or if you're leasing your dream. There's going to be a proving time if you take ownership of your healing. There's going to be a proving time if you take ownership of the blessing. There's going to be a proving time if you're just wishing, if you're just hoping, if you're just kind of, maybe, uh, ah. Uh. He says there's a proving time that you've got to take it from up here to down here that nobody, no devil in hell can take it out of your heart because you know God himself gave it to you. He gave you the healing. He gave you the righteousness. He gave you the blessing. He gave you the spirit of God. He gave it to you, but you've got, he says, there's going to be a proving time and the devil wants to rip it right out of your heart so you don't have it. You think it's good for somebody else. Somebody else can walk in it. Somebody else can walk in power. Somebody else can walk in healing. Somebody else can walk in their dream. No, we have to make the decision. I will not quit. And if anybody's going to walk in their dream, it's going to be me. If anybody's going to know the power of God, it's going to be me. If anybody's going to increase, it's going to be me. If anybody walks in restoration, it's going to be me. Why? Because I will not quit. Amen. I will not quit. I will not quit. I will not quit. Say it. I will not quit. He says this proving time, it brings out this no quit attitude. When he says endurance and steadfastness and patience, patience means being consistent. In other words, you're not quitting. You're not quitting because you don't feel like coming to church. You're, you're not quitting because you don't feel like getting in the Word. You're not quitting because you don't, you don't feel like it. You don't, no, you're, we're not moved by how we feel. We're not moved by what we see. We're only moved by God's Word, and His Word is His bond. It is it. Why do people quit? We'll get in this more tomorrow. Some of the reasons why people quit is because they don't believe that God will do what He said He'll do. That we're, We don't have it settled that God cannot lie. 
God cannot lie to you. God cannot lie to me. He will not lie. He's never lied and he's not going to start lying. But we've got, to, we've got to build our faith in the integrity of God's Word. We've got to build our faith that God will, ne- he will never leave me. He'll never forsake me. If God promised it to me, He will back it up. He will bring it to pass. He will make sure that it happens in my life if I will not quit. Say, I will not quit. I will not quit. I will not quit. I will not quit. Do you get what the title of the message is tonight? Uh, I will not quit. Say it, I will not quit. I will not quit. I will not quit. Second Thessalonians three three. Yeah, I, I'll say that. There's there's somebody that you're watching. I, I have a sense it's a an elderly lady, maybe uh, an Indian lady, that you've been at the point of of giving up. And, and how do you know that it's you? I I, I see a, a brown chair. I see you sitting there. And you feel like there's no way out. You feel like there's no answer. You feel like there's no hope. And the Spirit of God is speaking directly to you. And I want you to let us know that this is you. Uh, Don't you quit. Don't you quit on life. God is bigger than what you're facing. God is bigger than the problems. He's bigger than the circumstances. Don't you quit. Don't you quit. Say it. Don't don't you quit. quit. 2 Thessalonians 3.3 Yet the Lord is faithful, and He will strengthen you and set you on a firm foundation and guard you from the evil one. I want to read it again. Yet the Lord is faithful. Say that the Lord is faithful. And He will strengthen you and set you on a firm foundation and guard you from the evil one. You know, that's healthy for us just to walk around our house and let that come out of your mouth. God, you're faithful. God, you're faithful. The Lord is faithful and He will strengthen me. He will set me on a firm foundation and He will guard me from the evil one. God is faithful. Say, He's faithful. He's faithful. He's faithful. He's faithful. And one of the lies of the enemy is he wants you to believe that it won't happen for you. When it comes to your family, it won't happen for you. When it comes to your finances, it won't happen for you. When it comes to your physical body, it won't happen for you. But you've got to shut him down. You've got to open your mouth and you've got to let him know, I will not quit. I will not quit. I will not quit. God is faithful. God never has let me down and he's gonna, not going to start right now. Say he's faithful. Hebrews 10, 23. So let us seize and hold fast and retain without wavering the hope we cherish and confess and acknowledge of it. For he who promised is reliable, sure, and faithful to his word. He who promised is faithful and reliable to his word. He who promised is faithful. Whatever God has promised you, whatever dream he's placed in your heart, whatever vision he has given you, God is faithful. He's sure. He's reliable to his word. If we do not quit, say, I will not quit. But see, a lot of times we get to looking at, at the bumps and we get to looking at the bruises and we get to looking at how long it takes and we get to looking at the pressure and, and we've got to make a decision. I will not quit. I'm not going to be moved by what I see or what I feel or what it appears out here. I'm only going to be moved by the Word of God. Amen. And that takes a no-quit mentality. That takes a, a no-quit attitude. I will not quit. Think, think about whenever you and I, we, you probably don't remember, I really don't remember either, but it's a good analogy, you've seen this. 
little little kids learning how to walk. I mean, y'all are going through this stage right now. A little kid learning how to walk and, and what happens? The kid pulls himself up and he takes a few steps and he falls down or she falls down or maybe they wobble a little bit. Maybe they hit their head and maybe they have rug burns on their knee. But, but what, what's their mentality? They, they don't quit. See, they, they don't get to focusing on the boo-boo. They don't get to focusing on the rug burn. But as we get older, it seems like we get to focusing on the rug burn and we get to focusing on the boo-boo and we get to focusing on the wobble. There's no little kid that gets to a point and looks up at mom and dad and says, okay, this walking stuff, it is too hard. I'm going to be a crawler. You be a walker and I'm staying right here. But see, they don't think about what they don't want. They think about what they do want. They don't focus on the pain. They focus on the promise. Don't focus on the pain. Focus on the promise. Don't focus on the obstacle. Focus on the promise. Don't focus on what you see. Focus on who you see. And that takes a no-quit mentality that I will not quit going after God. I will not quit believing in His Word. Let's keep going. Go down to Hebrews chapter 3, verses 12 through 14. And and when it comes to quitting, you know there are consequences to quitting. Hebrews 3, verse 12. Therefore be aware, brethren, take care, lest there be in any one of you a wicked, unbelieving heart, which refuses to cleave to, trust in, rely on Him, leading you to turn away and desert or stand aloof from the living God. See how unbelief or quitting to believe... God's promises will take us away from God. You can still be going to church, but be away from God because you choose not to believe. You can have a Christian t-shirt and still be away from God. You can have a cross in your house and you can still be away from God. You can have a candle, you can have a bead, you can have a bumper sticker that says, I love Jesus. But when we choose not to believe His promises, He says it will lead us away. In other words, when we quit, it leads us away from God. Let's keep going. Verse 13, But instead, warn, admonish, urge, and encourage one another every day. Say every day. Every day. Every day. Every day, there there are times in our life that every day we've got to encourage ourselves not to quit. Today, just today, not tomorrow, not yesterday, not next week, just, just today, I'm going to take a step. Just today, I'm going to open my mouth and give praise. Just today, I'm going to renew my mind. Just today, I'm going to choose to believe. If I truly believe God's Word, how would I think? If I truly believe God's Word, what would my attitude be? If I truly believe God's Word, what would be my next step? If I truly believe God's Word, how would I approach my day? Just today, he says, encourage each other, don't you quit. He says, just today, you get back in the pen and you keep developing, you keep becoming, you keep going, you keep dreaming, you keep planning, you keep doing the natural, you keep praising, you keep giving. Just today, he says, encourage one another. Don't you quit. Look at your neighbor and say, don't you quit. He says, as long as it's called today that none of you be hardened into settled rebellion. So he says, if, if, if we quit, we set ourselves up to settle in to rebellion. Now, now, 1 Samuel 15, the Bible says that rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Okay, so, so let's pause for a moment. 
How much rebellion do we really put up with in our life? I mean, if you come to my house or something and, you know, knock on the door and, hey, how's it going? And uh, don't, don't mind the blood of the animal over there and don't mind the strangled chicken over there. What are you doing? Ah, oh, just a little witchcraft. No big deal. You want a glass of tea? <laughs> we wouldn't put up with that. We'd say, that's strange, that's odd, I'm out of here. You'd cast the devil out of it, maybe, whatever the case is. But, but how often do we put up with rebellion? We need to deal with rebellion in our life the same way we would witchcraft. We wouldn't do witchcraft on purpose. We wouldn't, we wouldn't put up with certain stuff. So we shouldn't put up with rebellion. And he says when we quit believing God's word, it will lead us away from the things of God and it will settle into rebellion. And it hardens our heart. When we don't believe, it hardens our heart. When we quit, it hardens our heart. When we quit praising, it hardens our heart. When we quit giving, it hardens our heart. When we quit declaring the word, it hardens our heart. When we quit renewing our mind, it hardens our heart. Say, not me. He goes on to say, by the deceitfulness of sin, by the fraudulence, the strategium, the trickery of the delusive glamour of his sin may play on him. For we have become fellows with Christ the Messiah and share in the virtue of which we are believers. In other words, we don't quit. Say, I don't quit. Firm and unshaken to the end. We are believers, firm and unshaken to the end. Firm and unshaken to the end. Firm and unshaken to the end. He says, hold on to your first newborn confidence. Remember that confidence you had in God when you first got saved? Remember the confidence? Go back to the greatest time in your life when you were the most confident in God. I mean, you would charge hell with the water pistol if you were the only one. You were so confident that God could not lie. You were so confident that He was your healer. You're so confident that He's your blesser. You're so confident that He gave you the dream, the wisdom, the vision, the resource. You were confident. He says, hold on to it. Look at your name and say, hold on to it. In other words, he's saying, don't quit. Don't quit expecting God. Don't quit having your confidence in God. Don't quit on your dream. Don't quit. Don't quit. Whatever you do, don't you quit. Do not quit. Do not quit. Stay with me here. Romans chapter 8 verse 37. We're getting close to the end. You're doing a great job. Romans 8 37 he says, yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Now in the Greek the word more than is the Greek word hooper and listen to what it means. Over and above beyond, greater, superior, higher, better, first rate, first class, top notch. The word conquer means overcomer, champion, victor, master. This is the way that God sees you and I. Notice, notice how He sees you. Whatever situation you're in, He's saying, this is the way that I look at you. In all these things. In all these things. In the middle of every problem you'll ever face, in the middle of a doctor's report, in the middle of the economy, in the middle of what's going on in the country, in the middle. Yet in all these things, He says, you are far over. You are beyond. You are superior. When I look at you, I see a far beyond champion. When I look at you, I see an exceeding abundantly victor. Not a victim, I see a victor. He says you're way above this problem. You're way above the, the lies of the devil. You're way above the circumstance. You're way above. He says this is the way that I see you. In all these things, you are more than a conqueror through Christ. More than a conqueror. Over and above, first, first rate, top notch. That's who you are. Say top notch. If you don't quit. 
See, a conqueror, does a conqueror quit? Does a far above, superior, top-notch champion quit? Say, neither do I. Overcoming the temptation to quit. Overcoming the temptation to quit. You can, you can look at some of these scriptures in your own time. Go with me to Isaiah 40 and we're getting ready to be done. Isaiah 40, verse 28 through 31. Don't you quit. Look at your neighbor and say, don't you quit. See, see the reality is some of the things in our life... I mean, th think with me for a moment. Did, did the cross look like victory or defeat? It looked like defeat. Right? There's certain things in our life that can look like defeat, but God hasn't, He is not done yet. See, the cross looked like defeat, but God wasn't done yet. The financial situation you might be in might look like defeat, but God's not done yet. Maybe you've gone through a divorce, but God's not done yet. Maybe you've gone through a tough circumstance, but God's not done yet. It might not look like victory. But God's not done. If you don't quit, God will put His super on your natural and He will turn the problem around for Him to get all the glory. The cross did not look like victory, but God wasn't done. When He was raised from the dead, He became the victorious. He was the victorious one. So whatever doesn't look like victory, don't you quit. Don't you quit. That business, don't you quit. That dream, don't you quit. The family member, don't you quit. Don't you quit. Isaiah 40, verse 28, 31. He says, Have you not known? Have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, does not faint or grow weary? In other words, what's he saying? He doesn't quit. Say, he doesn't quit. There's no searching of his understanding. He gives power to the faint. In other words, if you're having an opportunity to faint, to cave in, to give up, to quit, he's saying God gives power to that person. Say, that's me. He gives power to us. And he says, um, to the faint and weary, and to him who has no might, he increases strength, causing it to multiply, making it to abound. Even youth shall faint and be weary. Selected young men shall be feebly stumble and fall exhausted. But those, he's talking about the ones who don't quit, but those. But those who wait for the Lord, who expect, who look for, who hope in Him, shall change and renew their strength and power. They shall lift their wings and mount up close to God as eagles mount up to the sun. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint and become tired. But those who do not quit, he says, things will happen. They shall change. They shall get their strength back. They shall get their vision back. They shall get their hope back. They shall run. They shall walk. They shall lift their wings. Notice an eagle's wings is designed when trials, tribulations, circumstances, they lock down. And the turbulence causes them to rise above the problem and circumstance. And God says, when you don't quit, this is what you become like. It don't matter what you face, you're rising above it. Doesn't matter how hard it is, you're rising above it. Doesn't matter how long it takes, you're rising above it. If you do not quit, they shall, they shall, they shall. They shall, they shall, they shall. To the ones who don't quit, they shall reap. They shall be strong. They shall have wisdom. They shall have courage. They shall go. They shall accomplish. They shall become. They shall. They shall. They shall. They shall. Say, I shall. If I do not quit. Would you bow your heads, close your eyes?
Father, I'm just so thankful. I'm so thankful that you never quit on us. I am so thankful that Jesus has never quit praying for us. He's at the right hand of the Father. I am so thankful that your word never stops working. Your mercy never stops working. Your grace never stops working. The power of your blood never stops working. Father, I declare there is a no-quit mindset, a no-quit heart, a no-quit attitude. There's no quit in us. And Father, if there's anybody at the sound of my voice that they've had a habit of quitting, that today is the day that they realize they're not made to be quitters. They're made in the image and likeness of God, and there's no quitting in God, and there's no quitting in us. That we don't think quit, we don't quit believing, we don't quit praising, we don't quit worshiping, we don't quit giving, we don't quit being connected. We do not quit. Say, I will not quit.